everyone, welcome to episode 72 of the Rishi's Radio Podcast, your home for the horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. I am one of your hosts, Brody Inkby. As always, with me is my buddy Schmidt. Schmidt, what's up, kid? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, today's a, a day that feels a little bit like Christmas. Um, got some watches in today. Oh, yeah. A little unusual. We'll get to it, but uh, new watch yeah. day, baby. Nothing new like watch it. Day, new watch day. Nothing like it. But yeah. yeah, man, good. How how are you? Very good, very good. Um, had some interesting twists and turns with the the job front. Um, things are panning out for the better, so that's nice. Okay. Uh, other than that, had a good week. Went down to D.C. last weekend for district time. Yeah. A lot of fun had, uh, you know, again, admittedly, I'm not the biggest micro brand collector per se, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to go down and support a couple bros that we've had on the pod. Yeah. Um, so we went down and believe it or not, I, I think I mentioned this last time. I might not have uh, my wife made me take her with me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. You did. <laughs> so it was an adventure in it of, of itself, let's just say, but. But so we drove down. Uh, the train was a tad expensive, so we drove down Saturday. Uh, didn't get to the show Saturday, but we, we kind of planned it that way. Uh, met up with Akbar and Zakir. Okay, alum of the show, if you will, from Lasalle yeah. and Haim. So we went up. Uh, we went out to dinner, had a great time. Uh, you know, kind of in the middle of DC. What's up? Did they did they know each other before? Yes. Like, they, okay. Yes. Well, you know what it is. You, can, I think, a lot of people get to know each other in the microspace. Yeah. Um, even one of my close personal friends who was sort of dabbling into starting a micro brand, even he knows Akbar from ah, just around okay. the way. You know, I, a lot cool, of them cool, cool. share, whether it be just, I, I think it's a lot of uh, camaraderie. Like, I think a lot of them will share tips on anything from, you know, oh, who, how do you, what's your shipping solutions to, oh, uh, who does your straps or whatever, you know, like it, it's, yeah, I think yeah, it's very yeah. much a, a, a family as opposed to sort of competition in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Because well, they're all making, good. they're all making such different stuff anyway. I mean, I, I think very few of them kind of step on each other's toes, even though a lot of them set out to accomplish the same goal per se. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think that's kind of the, the better part about it is most of them come in at a pretty reasonable price. Even if you're kind of torn, you could probably just swing both at the end of the day for the price of a, a big brand. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I said, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily the hugest microbrand collector. Doesn't mean I don't really like them. I just I I don't find myself drifting into that space very often. But I think it's mostly because it's hard to get the hands-on experience. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to go down and I wanted to check it out. And also it was a nice little weekend getaway. You know, I I, I feel like as a as a married dude, you probably feel this every once in a while. You get the oh, we we haven't we haven't gone anywhere. We haven't done vacation yes, in a yes. while, right? I want to so, take a trip this year. Yeah, so I kind of yeah. floated that as a oh, you, what would you say we go down to DC next weekend? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, there might be a watch show. I want to just just check out just casually. <laughs> yeah but uh we went to dinner with those guys great time uh afterwards we stayed out hit up a couple of swanky little spots in dc for some libations and such um interesting fact they tack on tip for you 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Miami. Yeah, I'm not about that. What the hell is that? It, it just means that they don't have to provide you excellent service. Yeah, that sucks. But or I, or or you just don't know, and then you already paid the tip, and well, that I've seen that happen before working. Yeah, as long as I have, where yeah. you'll have a big enough table, they get the automatic eighteen percent gratuity dropped on top, and then they tip on top of that by accident. Yep. Uh I mean, good for the waiter, but yeah, I mean, but that's what everybody's counting on, at least in the wait staff, right? But in Miami, I think it's like a flat twenty. Like, there's no yeah, eighteen. Like, it's it was just straight. It was 20. 20, 20 The guys. He hands me the two drinks. He says it's this much with with the tip, and I'm like, "What do you mean with the tip? I decide the tip, not you. What the hell yep. is that?" Yeah. And obviously, I'm I'm in the industry. I tip well, so like, yeah, not no, that he I knows know. that, but not you know, I not that he knows I'm gonna do that, but I'm just like, okay, that that rubs me the wrong way, just just a tad, just a just a hair, and it wasn't just the one. It was it was every place I went to. So yeah. interesting. To say the least, um, it's it's you know every place is a little bit different, but yeah, I, I I had my first experience with that in Miami, and they're just like, just make sure you check the receipt because you don't need to tip extra. And I was like, tip extra? They're like, oh no, it's already included. <sighs> wow. I was like, wow, okay, yep. How they get over on those those Lambo Bros in Miami? I, you know, when you're inebriated and you know drinks are forty dollars a drink, might as well. <laughs> I actually. Totally off topic. I, I did hear like the the funniest story. Somebody was recapping uh a memory about uh Kobe Bryant, who's a basketball player, and he's and he's saying it was his rookie season and they were playing the Lakers and Kobe's talking trash to him the whole game and just it's just how he is. And afterwards, you know, he's got like 40, 50 points, whatever it is. And he says to him, Yo, I got you set up at such and such famous club after. And he's like, You're you're playing with me, like whatever. And he's like, after the game, he finds me again, and he goes, "Go to this famous place." He's like, "You're you're squared away." He yeah. says, "Okay." He goes, "I went. I had a great time. You know, everybody's hanging out." And then the person approaches me with the bill, and he goes, "And I looked at it, and it was twenty two grand." And he goes, "Oh my god, this dude stiffed me with the bill." And then he's the person said to him, "Here you go. You just have to sign, Mister Bryant." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, Kobe took care of the whole thing." And I was like, "Damn, that's sick!" <laughs> Imagine being a player going through that roller coaster of emotions. You have, yes, you have like one of the all-time greats join you the whole game, wreck you, send you out for drinks. You think he stiffs you with a gigantic check as like a rookie, and then he takes the air of the whole thing and you're just like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot to process. totally off-topic, but it just reminded me of it. The the added tip on top. Um, but yeah, it's always fun to hear that stuff. Uh, so anyways, I got down there Saturday, went out to dinner Sunday, hit up the show early. Um, pretty neat spread of people. Uh, some brands I've never even heard of before, which was cool. Yeah. You know, they had a lot that I did, you know, your Formex, your. Yeah. Um, I think it was put on by that company, Sal, T-S-A-O, Sal Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard of them again. I never had been hands-on with the yeah, watch same same but, same uh but there was a few brands that i had heard of and then some that i hadn't um i'm gonna give a quick shout out to the guy matt from richard harvey watches uh fan of the show oh cool yeah so neat there now keep in mind and, and my wife gets a kick out of this in in the complete wrong way is that i, I don't necessarily go up to people and introduce myself hey what's up i, I <laughs> yeah, run, yeah, I run yeah, the brodinky sure. account right so 
I'd rather just go up to people and chit chat with them and kind of get a feel for them as to, well, not only how they would treat like an average customer, but also like, I don't, I don't want them to feel pressured that like a, like they're going to end up in a meme somewhere or B mm-hmm. that they have to like justify themselves. I mean, I just want to hear about, you know, I, I asked them about their brand. I asked them about kind of their inspirations or, what their goals are and things like that. And I just want to have a good conversation. I had, and I had so many, it was, it was a lot of fun and sometimes it'll come up and I'll mention it and you know, you get a reaction. And like I said, it was my wife's first time. And she's like, she's like somebody behind us just said, Oh my God, that's bird achy. And I'm like, listen, I told you it's like a, it's a thing. All right. It's a, it, it's a fun little, oh, it's a fun wrinkle <laughs> in the hobby for me. But, um, yeah, I actually ran into some folks that I know from around the way. Um, you might know uh, by his account name, Watchmod Perfect. His name is also Lee, so that's funny. That's always been like our inside joke. But <laughs> okay. he's part of the Carolina Watch Club, so I've now hold, yeah, yeah. I've now held two of the custom blue Pelagos that they got made. I think they've got like 70 made, and so far I've been hands-on with two of them, which is nuts. Uh, a buddy from sort of through whiskey and watches I met, met up with his name is chancellor. Uh, he actually purchased a Seiko while he was there. There was a dealer there who had some inventory and he, he bought like a, an ice blue speed timer, which was pretty neat. Oh, cool. The, the newer ones. Yeah. It's like the, it's got like that bracelet with like the black down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool little watch, but they had some neat stuff on display. They, they had a, they actually had a no time to die. I was playing around with. <laughs> which was oh, cool. no way. Yeah. Um, I love that watch. Yes, yes. Uh, and our buddy Bert, our buddy Bert from the the FNSS. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that he was there. Yeah, so he, I met up with him. He, yeah, so you he, finally got to meet him in person. Yeah. Yeah, and and we've known each other long enough that it was it was all good. And my wife was like, "How do you know these people?" I'm like, "The internet." She could. Yeah, she calls it like the. <laughs> And it's funny because Chancellor had his girlfriend with him too, and, and she says the same thing. She calls it like the cool kids club or something. But she, my wife's like, yeah, it's just, it's the secret society. It's your it's your your internet friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it, and it's still to this day, it never it never gets easy admitting that to somebody when they're like, well, how do you know each other? And you're like, well, we kind of slid into each other's DMs on the internet. <laughs> we got to talking, and you know, turns out we're best friends. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, but uh, I got to go hands-on with some neat stuff. I got to go hands-on with uh, some visitors. I remember you brought them up in an episode. Visitor watches. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Visitors, yeah, not not people who've been there, not not tourists. (laughs) I got you, okay. Visitor watches. I'm with you, I'm with Um, you, okay. Yeah, those are cool, kind of oversized, but not horrible. But, uh, like, they're, they're just neat, like little things. They fill you in on like how the hands are inspired by like fountain pens and things like that. Yeah. I remember. So I met him. Uh, like I said, Formex, Sal, Stella was there. Um, Bremoir, who was on with our buddy Spirit of Time, was there. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. a brand called, I think it was Troubadour. They have like a musical complication around. It's like a dive bezel, but like you turn it to... I can't remember what it was. It was something having to do with being in the right musical key. Like, oh, no way. Yeah. Kind of a neat complication for like something practical, even though troubadour, it's kind of like, huh? yeah, troubadour. And I think it was, I, I want to say the watch is called the debut. 
I have a buddy that actually uh, is is a watch collector who plays in like an orchestra. That's cool. And that would kind of be that would you know be kind of cool for him. I think. Yeah. I wonder if he knows about it. Let me see. Yeah, check it out. If not, I can send you a picture. Uh, let me think. Winfield was there. Uh-huh. They have like very like field military type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Foreign Switch. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it in person. Kind of like very neat, like off the beaten path type stuff. But if, if you take a look, he's got like some neat, like uh, like an automotive chrono that's like way out there. It's got like bright, like pinks and teals on it and things like that. Like very really? cool, crazy loom type stuff. Just things that dude like just dreams up and, and he just like puts it on a watch. And it's just kind of neat. Like he just makes watches he wants to make. And that's, that's kind of what's neat about it. And then uh, circular, I, a brand I've seen tons of, but have never really known what the heck it was about. So you hear about all these brands that are heritage brands, but they're not necessarily, it's not the same owner or anything. This yeah. dude is like third generation taking over this brand from like his grandfather to his father to him. And like he had models from like each era there too, which was really, really neat. And like the old one was my favorite because like I said, I'm just on the vintage watch kick lately. Yeah. But it was like greenish and it has like teal uh, and then like black subdials with like bright orange hands and like that very 70s look. And I was like, this is cool. Like you you hear so much about those brands that we call like the zombie brands where it's like, well, this brand existed and then it got kind of bought and taken over and now it's back. Yeah. This one isn't it. This one is actually a a brand that was handed down. It's just neat to see. So cool. So cool. And then uh, probably the coolest thing that happened while I was there was uh, I went over to Traska. I know you're probably familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's got his usual stuff on display, and then he's got his newer items that are basically prototype, which is the, I think it's the commuter. So in talking, comes up, I'm like, yeah, you know, I I run the Brodinki account. And he's like, oh, dude, like, He's like, first of all, like, should I be scared? I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, yo, um, should I like, be scared? He's like, uh, you know, and I was, I was checking out the the commuters, which are, like I said, still pretty new. And he's like, do you, do you want me to size it? And you could just like wear it for the day. I'm like, I'm not going to say no to that. Right. So I'm like wearing this one of one, like teal <laughs> Trasky commuter. And I'm like, so this is cool. Like, you know, I'm like running into people. Um, uh, I met it with, uh, who was it? Uh, Ty Alexander, the photographer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was he, dude? Super cool, dude. Super chill. Yeah, yeah. And That's and I, I, another guy I've known for a very long time via awkward internet relationship. But um, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, I was I was trying to figure out who had this thing, and he told me Bernanke stole it from me, and I was like, yeah, it's like uh, uh, try not to walk off with it, but just uh, yeah, a very cool little event, you know, lots of fun, you know, walking around seeing the the people in sort of that element checking in and just watching them do the, their little like sales pitch and everything. Just, just a lot of fun. Uh, it's sort of a, a vibe you don't really get from the bigger shows. Like if you go to like mm-hmm. a watch time, like they don't, they don't need to sell you on their products. Like they're already awesome. You know, they're already well-known. Yeah. You just need to kind of, kind of get the pitch from the, the bottom up, I guess. So cool. So cool. Jealous. I wasn't able to go. Unfortunately, who's that? Jealous, I, I wasn't able to. Oh, be there. jealous, you weren't able to go. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, our our unfortunately our friends from Foster did not end up making it, which sucked because I actually wore the Foster Eleven atmosphere. So oh man, yeah. But you said it was a unfortunate last minute cancellation, which sucks. But they'll be missed. Uh, in other news, you have a fun little NWA today. Yeah, I do. We should probably talk about. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So <laughs> uh, we talked about this a few episodes back uh, that you and I had kind of been been looking for something unique and special. And uh, we came across this watch that our, again, I keep saying our friend. They don't know who we are. But Joy from Just One More Watch YouTube channel covered this, I think, in December or sometime. And he was basically talking about this acrylic or resin case Seiko that was available in Australia and it was very it was very inexpensive and essentially was going to be Seiko's answer to the moon swatch phenomenon craze well in doing some research you and I kind of figured out that this watch was not available outside of really some of the Asian markets no. Australia and New Zealand and that was kind of it but the price was too good to pass up for this type of watch. So uh, we had a good buddy of ours that lives down under and was able to source these watches from a local retailer and then send them to us here in the United States. So, again, shout out to the homie, Adam. You are a real one. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, and I finally got that watch today, picked it up from the post office, and it is so good. It is so, so, so good. So, um I've nicknamed this one the Swatch KX um, because it is a uh, it's you know kind of a riff on the SKX version, uh, kind of a riff on the five KX, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a thirty nine millimeter resin cased Seiko with a four R thirty six movement, so it is hacking, hand winding, day date automatic movement in a watch at thirty nine millimeters on a rubber strap from Seiko. That cost us around hundred and eighty dollars US. Yep, not too shabby. Not too shabby. This watch is awesome, and I'm so excited to have it. I'm sad that you don't have yours yet because I have to send I you. Yours. Uh, but I will say this: the watch is amazing. I know we've had a couple listeners that have DM'd us that are saying that they they've been able to secure some and have shippers send them to us uh, or send them to them. Uh, you're in for a treat. These watches are so cool. Uh, and it's awesome. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it. I'm giddy. I'm excited. I haven't had like this kind of feeling about a watch in a while, especially given how inexpensive it is. Uh, it's lightweight. The the Luma Bright is amazing. It's everything you would expect from Seiko, uh, just at a much more attractive price point. I mean, this is old school like SKX days, you know, when you could buy an SKX for 180 bucks. It feels like that, but it's uh it's a little bit of a different package for sure. That's very cool. Yeah. And it was kind of mind boggling to me to see sort of the negative light that was being cast on it because yeah. again, for the price point for what else you get in that price point. And then considering, like you said, this is somewhat parallel to a moon swatch where you're getting a quartz movement. Yep. Right. People are hot and cold on what materials they use, whether it be for the strap or the bioceramic and stuff. But if you're comparing the two, right, you're getting a 
a 4R36, which is a movement that can be found in upwards of, I believe, a turtle. Yeah. And you're getting it in this little nice 39 millimeter package. And again, it's it's whatever it is, resin, acrylic, whatever. Yeah, it's we, resin. We it's still it. got, you know, but it's it's resin, silicone strap, still has hard lex crystal. You know, it doesn't have a screw down case back. It has a screw in case. Uh, I'm sorry. It doesn't have a screw in case back. It has a screw down case back. So there's little screws that literally screw the case together. Right. Uh, but it still has 100 meters of water resistance. I mean, you, I mean, you have to cut some costs somewhere, right? You said it has a friction bezel. Yeah, it's got a friction bezel. It's bi-directional. But, you know, having owned several moon swatches and owning this, yeah, this. 100%. I mean, the bezel action, again, you can definitely tell it's an inexpensive watch. There's no question about it. But the build quality for this particular thing, being as inexpensive as it is, is really nice. I was very surprised. It doesn't feel plasticky. It doesn't feel cheap. It's just light. It's comfortable. It's a great size, especially for those of you out there who have very modestly sized wrists. Um, this is just a cool watch. And it's, you know, in different colorways. We got the gray one. Uh, I just, it, it's so stealthy. I, I, I don't own an all gray watch. And I'm in love with it. It's so, so cool. So... Those those of you listeners who have received these watches or are about to receive them, you are in for a treat because they are awesome. Yeah, and I mean, consider like even the resin, like the most basic resin Casio Oaks are still $99 or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, and that's, you know, Anadigi. It's very light. It's very plasticky. Like this is a... A fully functional automatic watch and it's not that much more <laughs> no no and I mean, again and when you put this in context it's less than a moon swatch yeah and I, retail I think, value is less than a moon swatch and i think i'm hoping seiko will find that people are interested I, in these and just bring them stateside but see the thing is is i don't even Global. think people know that this watch exists i mean you and i found out because i saw this video like at two o'clock in the morning one night. It's the best way to find out. I, I just like <laughs> I, I saw it and I was like, you know, a little drunk watching YouTube late at night about watches I can't buy. And this video from just one more watch popped up and I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. And he kind of, you know, shed a little bit of negative light on the watch, which I was surprised at because he usually reviews things pretty positively. But he's like, you know, I just don't know if this is the watch, you know, for me. I own all these other Seikos. And so I think for him, it was much more of like a personal collection thing rather than a slight on the actual watch. But I, it just piqued my interest. I was like, you know what? Why the hell not? It's a, it's 170 bucks, 180 bucks, whatever it is. And why not give that a shot? In today's watch world, that's basically nothing. So you and I tried to, to, to find one and found out it was next to impossible. And so it's like, you know what? Now it's now we definitely have to find one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the hunt was on for sure. But it's uh it's very cool so i'm very, hoping very cool. maybe what'll happen is it'll get a little cult following going and maybe they'll maybe they won't release the same ones all over but maybe they'll do a u.s version a europe version you know they're known to they do things to. like that they have to i mean because this watch is just too cool not to not to have available everywhere it's too cool 
you know, and they have enough affiliations where they could make a special one for anything. They have, I mean, they have and, tons and, and of again, connections. and again, it, it can't even cost as much to make this watch. But it is awesome. And, you know, for me, quite frankly, this would be my ultimate gateway watch. If I was a new young collector right now, this would be it. Because it's trendy, it's cool. Right, that's what I think it's, too. It's 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 its own thing, you know. Yes, it shares some similarities to other Seiko models that are in the past and in the catalog, but it it's very much its own thing in, in its own unit. And to me, that would be very attractive. And at 180 bucks, I could give it to a high school student. I could give it to you know a a, a neighbor kid. You know, like it's it's it'd be a cool way to get people excited about watches. You know, in something so simple. Yeah, and I think given a color scheme like the ones that we got, like you can get away with that wearing that to a college party or whatever. Like you don't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Super stealthy. Super. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, oh, this is kind of childish or the colors are a little bright and weird. Like I think it's a a complete package. No, I I think that's going to be a winner. I can't wait to get it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, I will send it to you as soon as I can. Yes. yes, I don't want you to wait. Please do. Please do. All right, we'll talk some new stuff, and then we will talk, I think, the topic on everybody's tongue this week. But first, uh, let's start, I guess, with Nevada. They are bringing back a heritage model, as they do. This one is called the F-77. You've probably seen pictures of it. It kind of resembles a bit of a Royal Oak type of look, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? You're getting that octagonal case with the screws. Uh, this one is a heritage model, and believe it or not, I mean, you showed me a picture earlier of an actual one mm-hmm. on Chrono 24, and I think they should just remake this one. The ones that they're <laughs> yes. giving us are in, I think, blue and black. This yeah. one is almost like a teal fume yeah. color, and it is amazing. And w- yeah. I don't know, what would you call this, like a brick dial? Like it, That's kind of what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know, because even even the... Even the uh, the blue and the black have that same pattern. Yeah, it's 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 almost looks like a woven texture or like a carbon fiber almost. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but this this one that they did again. Now we're getting the blue and black treatment, which I'm sure, given the popularity of this line, if it does well with these initial models, they'll probably scale it because there's so many other F77 models that existed in the back catalog for for Nevada. This is probably just the first kind of test market, but I would really love Nevada. If you're listening to this, this you limited, oh, this turquoise blue Fume dial is everything. It is absolutely stunning. And it wouldn't be too much of a difference of what you already have now, but you have the gradient dial on this blue one on, on this, you know, Fume version. And it looks amazing. It's like the Maldives water in like a <laughs> like a dial. You know, it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's very tropical. Um, I think it would be very cool to see that on a new F seventy seven. Yeah, and this is a thirty seven millimeter watch, twelve point six millimeters thick, uh, so proud PO twenty four movement. Uh, pretty common sort of at a clone, but a really good looking watch. I mean, it has the Nevada badge on it. It's got a really cool handset. Yep. And you're getting sort of, uh, I guess we'll call it a Genta esque look. Yeah, I mean it, and, it's uh, it's definitely yeah, integrated bracelet sport watch. Yeah, it's definitely you know very much of that 
late 70s, early 80s design aesthetic integrated bracelet. I mean, you're going to have the geometric bezel. You have the screws on there as well. So it's very, you know, um, very Nautilus, very AP-esque. Um, there's no shame in that. Obviously, there's some things that make it truly its own design. But, you know, it looks like some other things. But that may not be a bad thing either. Um, I do think the watch looks good. The bracelet looks like it tapers really nicely. It looks like the links are relatively flat. Um, I think that this would be a cool, you know, a cool new watch to to have. Yeah, it comes in at eleven fifty, which given I don't know if you've ever tracked them, even the Boulevard Royal Oaks go for <laughs> good money now. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they were kind of rare, right? Like, yeah, but I, you know, you think Boulevard, you don't really necessarily think thousands of dollars but i mean this is a nice alternative yeah now the only thing that i've seen people get hung up on and for me initially i was in the same mindset um the only thing i've seen people get hung up on is the connection link between the case and the bracelet it looks like it has like an extra level of articulation there um that is that is a little visually odd just because we're used to seeing things you know done a little bit differently there but that articulation link is exactly how the originals were. So as far as I can tell, this is basically a one-for-one one reissue of the original. Um, so take that for what you will. I think it's cool. Um, I, I'm liking it more now than I did when I initially saw the, per, the press launch. Yeah, and we were talking before... You know, last last episode we mentioned brands that love to collab, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, we are getting a Fratello Nevada yep. crossover. Yeah, we and don't know what it is yet, but yeah, from it's the something. teaser, there's a racing chrono bezel. Yes. Yes. So which is interesting. As, as far as I can tell, just from the teaser photo, and maybe I'll slide into to Robert Yon's uh, DMs and see what I can figure out. Um but as far as I can tell, this is a new Nevada with a tachymetric scale on the bezel, which, as you guys know, if you're familiar with their lineup, they really don't and have not done a chronograph, heritage or otherwise, that features that type of scaling. Typically, because they have the, you know, the, the diver, you know, sea diver aesthetic um, and functionality, they'll usually use an elapsed timing bezel for diving. Um but in this case, we are getting truly a rally or racing chronograph or something that's going to have the the speed timing calculation bezel tachymetric scale on the on the outside, which is going to be cool, I think. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, every chrono that I've seen, aside from I think the ones that they did with Warner and Wound, have been that Chronomaster Aviator Sea Diver. So. This is going to be a little something different, and I wonder if it's a completely different package or if they're just going to build on top of something. I mean, I don't think it would be a new model per se, but I would like to see how they sort of build out a true yeah. racing chrono. Yeah, I can I can see them doing something similar to, to Warren and Wound. Maybe they do two offerings or three offerings, you know, a couple Mecha Quartz versions and maybe one, you know, mechanical version, uh, you know, kind of like the Valgy 72 that they used for, for Warren and Wound. But the big difference here, I think, is going to be the uh, the bezel. All right. While we're on chronographs, I guess we'll hit Volcane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're releasing what they're considering the 1970s chronograph collection. Uh, 
not an entirely descriptive name, but that's the name of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a cool true. little 38 millimeter chronograph, 12.4 millimeters thick with a Salita SW510 top grade movement in it. Uh, they're giving you a couple iterations. They're having a sort of a salmon copper dial. It's limited to 50 pieces. And their other, which appears to be sort of like a midnight blue, yep, is unlimited. And these are going to go somewhere around twenty six fifty USD. Uh, I love the look of these. Yeah, and there's two more actually. Is there? I I only see two in the the photo yeah, they showed. Yeah. So there's uh. So you have the 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 salmon dial, like you said, it's limited. Then you have the blue, which will be normal production, and then I believe you have two other ones that are normal production as well. There's a silver with black subdial panda. And then you have the inverse black with silver subdial panda. So basically the two models that we've been wanting tag. <laughs> I was about to, create, to say that. <laughs> <laughs> to create in in the uh, in the Carrera. You have it now in the Vulcan 1970s chronograph. It's a bicompax chronograph, you know, manual wine movement, 38 millimeter package, vintage styling. It this is this is a home run watch. It looks awesome. Looks great. I mean, I love it. Yeah, no, Volcan. <laughs> you, you got you got my stamp of approval. So, good job. Volcan's Volcan. doing some fun stuff, man. I really, again, another brand I really want to check out. Hands on. Yeah, me too. Me you too. Know, between their uh, nautique lines, chronograph crickets, yeah, you know, I I really want to go hands on with their stuff at some point if I can. But we'll see. Yeah, it's uh. I think it's it's good to see them coming back in a way that's that's exciting. Uh, a watch that I feel like has a million iterations by now, but just keeps coming out with cool ones. Not only did they <laughs> give us a full sized ice style PRX now, but yes. we're also getting a PRX with full loom dial. Yeah, that one it's I like. Cool. I mean, that's that's <laughs> sort of coming back now like we're getting a lot of night divers we're getting a lot of full loom dials on things right uh between tag and citizen we've seen a lot of them this year um it's just a neat neat thing to have i mean i feel, feel like they went away for a minute yeah but i didn't necessarily like it i i, I like i like the, the loom dial i i'm glad it's back yeah me too and and this one's very cool again it's it's the typical prx fair that everyone's very accustomed to I think the only difference is um, you'll have an option that's on a white rubber strap. So in conjunction with the with the ice blue and kind of the tapisserie dial, if you will, aesthetic uh, with the automatic movement, there's also a black and blue version coming out in the standard colors, also with that same dial treatment that will now feature rubber straps as opposed to just the bracelet or uh, just the leather strap that they released last year. So... Um, it's cool to see the the PRX, you know, getting some additional night divery treatment. Uh, I love this watch. I know you love this watch. We've talked about it so many times because it is a very cult favorite right now. Yeah, it's a winner in the industry. It's a winner. There's no question about it. Um, this full loom dial though is is just enticing me enough that I might uh, might have to consider finally adding one to the collection because, you know, it's cool. It's seventies. It's quartz. It's white. Full loom dial, like why not? <laughs> it's, I'm just crazy enough to do it at this point. 
I got a little resin Seiko. I'm just ready to take on the world. So let's go. <laughs> well, I feel like that's sort of what this watch is for people is they're going to just keep releasing it in every flavor and you just kind of wait till you get the one that you finally were looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I guess we will hit Seiko next. Seiko dropped a line of diver GMTs for Mr. Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. exactly sort of the package you're looking for but maybe not quite um this is the spb 381 383 and 385 385 being a limited edition uh mm -hmm. so this is built off of one of their 1960s reinterpretations except it's uh so this is released previously as the spb i want to say it's 187 and 185 but instead now you're getting it in GMT format and you're getting it in green, black, and then the limited edition is uh, an ocean conservation model. It has sort of like a waterfall dial on it in yeah. that, that very pale blue color. I think out of the three, it's probably my favorite. The green is very nice. I, I really like the shade of green. Yeah. yeah, it is. But the something about the blue with the blue hand and the, the well, black I think, bezel. I think, you know... You know, like me, like you and I, you know, we think a lot alike. And I think in this particular way, it's like we have so many black dial watches, you know, even green at this point is pretty conservative It is uh, by these standards. Like I, I want something unique and different. And for me, of all three, I agree with you 100 percent. The the kind of frozen ice or waterfally dial um, is certainly the way that I would go myself, especially because I think it comes with a textile strap. Yes, um, and it's a cool. It's a woven. It's like a yeah. It's got we like saw, we dark. saw one. We saw one similarly to that as well on a watch we talked about a few episodes yes, back. Yes, that was also I think a specialty model, not this one, but but something different. But it had the same type of strap. Um, so that's cool. I mean, I like it. Um, now my only reservation about this watch is I know it's going to be a little bit of chunk because the standard automatic version was a little bit of a chunk, but. Why on God's earth did they have to put three-day power reserve on the freaking dial? Yeah, I, that bothered me too. It says automatic three days on the dial. Like why? No reason. Put it on the freaking case bag. Nobody cares. It is not a major selling feature. Like the major selling feature of this watch is the fact that it is an automatic diver GMT. That's it. I don't need it to say three days or eight days or 20 days. If you really care that much, put it on the case back where you have the real estate to do it. And it's cool to flip it over and see that it's there. Know what you bought, but I don't need it smack dab on the dial. It just, for me, it ruins the entire cohesion of the design. And you know me, I love a diver GMT. Yeah. And we're starting to see more brands deliver this type of offering, but nobody yet has hit it quite right. Yeah, I but think you're right about that. I just, it kills me. It's like, it just for me, when I see something like that, it just comes across as like an afterthought. It's almost like the marketing team is like, hey guys, we're going to tell all the people it's a, it's a you know multi-day power reserve. I'm like, the design team is probably just freaking out in the background they're like guys you just ruined our entire design rotor self-winding yeah i'm just <laughs> like really like you just can't put automatic like everyone else you gotta put 40 lines of text to say it's automatic 
Yeah, this one will also piss off the the date window crowd, but I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, date windows don't bother me anymore. I've learned not to be a not to be a little psychopath about that. Just move on. But I do like how they put on the limited. They put a little bit of blue in the stoplight secondhand. That's a nice. Yes, I did notice that. I did notice that, and that's a great avenue for Seiko to play with a little bit more with color cohesion. You have those two different alternating colors in there. Typically, it's just a red marker. But why not do different colors like that? I haven't seen it done before, but it's certainly very cool as a small little tidbit of color. I've seen on some vintage uh, stoplight hands, and I don't know if it's from fading or not, you'll have a yellow in there. Okay, okay. But again, I don't know if that's corrosion or if that was appropriate yeah. or maybe... I, I always loved when the red ones turned like pink. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, that, yeah, was that cool. is cool. That is cool. That's very cool. And anybody left here? I, th- I think I think that's, that's I think it. That's everyone. Well, I guess we'll get to the biggest drop of the week. <laughs> biggest flop. It depends who you ask. Yeah, um, that's true. So I think everybody by now has seen we have a new moon swatch. Yeah. And this was a real interesting drop. I'm just going to lay it out like that because you're playing on the hype of last year, which is almost impossible to match. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, that was such an event, such a spectacle, such a, even the way it got leaked out was kind of nuts. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, it stirred such a frenzy up that you were never going to be able to match that energy. And I, I would accept that. Like, I don't, I don't expect anybody to be able to come out and do that again the following mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're going to get something completely bananas like everybody jokes about the sea swatch like yeah that but, that would be the only thing that could maybe do that that hype again you know so i mean unless you're gonna put something really insane out there you're never gonna be able to match that intensity again which which i i don't expect you to but the teasers for this right you got a gold moon it says mission to moonshine gold and at that point i'm interested i'm invested because yeah the moonshine speedies whether it be the older one or the new ones I think everybody's a fan of them. I don't know anybody who does not like those watches. They're awesome. And they are very much a part of the Speedmaster lore. Whether you're yeah. talking the older one that I, I affectionately call the caffeine-free Diet Coke because it looks like the can, the gold can. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The black. Yeah, yeah. Or the newer ones, which were, if you remember, there was a gold panda. There was mm-hmm. a sort of a blackish-green yep. style one that were yep. released this past year. They're all great. They all look great. They they just sing. I mean, they they look amazing. Everybody I know who, who they'll take pictures, they'll send them to me because they know I like them. They look amazing. And when I hear Mission to Moonshine Gold, I'm not expecting a gold moon swatch. I'm a very realistic person. You're yeah. not getting anything case-wise for no. 200 I think this one's $280. Yeah, it's a little bit more. It's a little so, bit more. Again, realm of realism, you can't expect too much when it, it comes to the gold aspect of this. But yeah. I thought maybe you're going to get something along the lines of a case color or maybe like a, a bit of a tribute watch. And it turns out what we got was a watch that I couldn't even tell the difference from the regular moose watch at first until it was you got an angle where you could see that, oh, the chrono seconds hand is goldish. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know, but based on what people have said, 
is is it is there even moonshine gold on that? Yeah. Cause I know people were like, oh, it's not even gold. I'm like, eh, it might be PVD. Like, yeah, it's PVD. Yeah. It's I don't shine gold and PVD. Solid, a solid but, but here, but here's the caveat to that. A lot of the moonshine gold speedmasters, like their hands, some of their hands are PVD moonshine gold too. Just because I think um from from what I I have heard is because moonshine is alloyed with palladium, having those hands, it's too heavy for the movement. Oh. Yeah. So because you, you have the palladium, yeah, you have the palladium there and it can actually throw down the 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 torque You're right, I was and, the, say and the reserve of the watch because it's just too heavy. So um they use they opt for for PVD moonshine. Now everything else on those on the Omega watches, like the cases, in this case the golden panda, like the dial there is solid moonshine right, gold. Right. So you're it's not like you're missing the gold content. You're getting a lot of it. Um, but from what I understand, because of the weight of the hands, you really it's really difficult to do a solid moonshine gold hand because of the palladium. In it. I guess that's something you don't really take into account. Yeah, no. I <laughs> again, as a consumer, you don't really figure that out. So if you think it's difficult enough to do that on an actual mechanical watch, how do you think that that's going to play out on a quartz, you know, $260, you know, bioceramic watch? It's going to be the same. Uh I will I will admit this as an Omega fanboy and somebody owns several moon swatches, I myself was a little bit let down. Um, I think that this is a watch that is is interesting and notable when you think about the story of how they made these watches. I don't know if did you come across that? No. So basically, they decided that they wanted to to make these watches uh, and celebrate the last full moon, which took place, I think, in February, um, sometime in February. And essentially, every single moon swatch mission to moonshine gold was manufactured during the last full moon lunar cycle of the previous month. So they only produced a finite number of these watches, and they actually produced them under the moonshine, if that kind of makes sense from a romantic aspect of it. It's still a bit of a stretch. Uh, I'm not overly convinced that that's like the impetus for me to wanting to buy one, but Here's the reality. Everyone can dog on this brand. Everyone can dog on the fact that it was a marketing hype and it was probably a little bit of a letdown. But you know what? Hundreds of people still lined up at all four locations across the across the globe and they waited in line and they bought them. And the only person who's really laughing in this entire situation is Swatch Group because they sold them. Like it or not, hate it or not, Feel like it's a cash grab or not? The only people who have to worry about that is Swatch Group, and they sold every single one of them. So, what are you gonna do? Haters are gonna hate. I mean, I like I said, myself, I don't love it. I think it was a little lazy from the design aspect of it. Uh, I would have loved to see more incorporation of the Moonshine Gold in some aspects. Um, but you know, I don't also know how much moonshine gold you could really incorporate into the design without drastically changing the price of the watch. And I think that that's the biggest consideration is the more moonshine gold 
you add PVD or otherwise, um, you're still mixing that with a heavy concentration of palladium. It's an extremely expensive metal. So even just to do a slight coating of it or, or flakes of it or whatever, you're, you're adding a lot of value to a very inexpensive and valueless watch. Um, so I think that that's probably why we didn't see more incorporated into it. Um, it was to keep the price still aggressive enough to be re relatable and, and, and sellable um, without it being too dissimilar from what was already there. Right. And so I was thinking along the lines of w when I was trying to conceptualize what this might look like in my head, I didn't necessarily think add more actual moonshine gold to the case or anything, but if you could make a bioceramic in the tone yeah. of the moonshine gold, I feel like that at least would accent the actual gold that you're going to use on, on the, the handset. And then you could still kind of lean into it as a quote unquote gold watch, even though it's not necessarily it's gold colored, not gold by material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at least mission to moonshine gold would resonate with me just a little bit more in that sense. Oh, 100% completely agree with you. And, and, and I know it's possible because when I, when, when the, um, when the watch was officially announced, um, I think Fratello had one of the first kind of scoops on this. And um, in in thinking about it, they wrote this big lengthy article kind of speculating of what it was going to be uh, and kind of like what this new thing was going to look like. And um, I saw somewhere on Fratello's blog about this there was a picture of Robert John standing next to uh, Nicholas Hayek Jr. And what, where I can only imagine was when the first moon swatch launched, somewhere they were at the factory or whatever, you know, getting the behind-the-scenes tour of what was going to go on. And Hayek and Robert John are standing in front of this, like, desk that looks to have nothing but swatches of not physical watches but like swatches of different colors color swatches yeah that were available to create in what looks like the bioceramic and one of the ones that i saw that i was absolutely in love with because you know because rj is literally pointing at it is like this acid like antifreeze green oh that's completely translucent and i was like could you imagine if we made a moon swatch in that yeah, definitely. And where you can see the movement from the inside. Like I, I, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, this is amazing. But it's certainly possible because you can see on that desk that there's stuff that's very similar. And I think, you know, you realistically could have taken, you know, more of the, the Moonswatch sun approach, done a yellowish or goldish case. Yes. Uh, you know, different stuff like that. And 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 that would have been really, really cool. Uh, I think also had had I designed this myself um you know i know there was that kind of like early rendering that was floating around they had kind of like this like yellow creamish case and it had like almost like a distorted looking dial and everyone's like oh i hope this isn't it you can't read it and all that stuff you know just the aesthetics of that were very cool 
it was like a white kind of case had some gold flecks you know mixed into it or or, or looked like it and then the strap was was white and gold and then it had kind of like a gold dial it right. looked like um that rendering i thought was actually very cool now i don't know why the dial was intentionally like all garbled maybe they're trying to emphasize the the kind of like raw gold aesthetic like when you mine it out of the ground you know it's kind of like a rock you know not it's actually a rock but it's uneven surfaces you know yeah doesn't just come out in a brick no yes um so maybe that's what they're trying to highlight but it just came across as like very illegible it was like a magazine or a newspaper mocked that up so okay yeah yeah but it it looked almost like crumpled paper you know like it had a weird aesthetic to it but regardless, everything else besides that, I was like, I could see that. Like, I, I would like that. That would be cool. But uh, that's not what we got. Yeah, and uh, another thing when I was thinking about how you would incorporate, if you were going to put Moonshine Gold on this thing, I was almost thinking if you could go, and I, and I wasn't sure about what color I would go for for the case, but if you could go black dial and maybe you could do like a dusted, Subdials on it, moonshine yeah. gold subdials, and then you could just keep everything else the same because at least then you're getting for me, well, I guess just more surface area covered by the moonshine, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Or maybe you maybe you could say maybe you could do that, maybe you could do a, a black uh dial, moonshine subdials, and then a not a moonshine gold, but a moonshine gold toned bezel, and then at least you're you're in the ballpark you know it feels like you're you're playing on the name mission to moonshine gold a little bit yeah i mean there's so many there's so many ways to do this i mean i and that's certainly a very viable one i was thinking to myself too you know you could literally have a full black ceramic or you know black bioceramic case murder it out and then you could have the gold sub dollars or just the gold second hand or you do a case where you introduce just small flex of the moonshine gold into the bioceramic. Okay. Yeah. That's you know nice. what I mean? Like it's yep. almost like, you know, gold dust. Like peppered in. Gold yeah. In. yeah. I mean, that would have been probably that very, actually would been really cool. I think, you know, like that would have been probably feasible to do as well. You, there's so many options. And, and I think with this technology that Swatch has in the bioceramic, the, the options really are limitless. I just think that, you know, this was something that, that, that was, you know, maybe a little bit of an afterthought in terms of like what they were going to do. They knew that they weren't going to make too many of these and it was just going to be a little capsule moment to just, we're going to capitalize on this. We're going to sell them and then we're moving on, you know? And again, hate it, love it, be indifferent about it. I'm, I'm kind of in the indifferent camp. Like if I had the opportunity to buy one, I would buy it. Because I don't own the Mission to Moon right now. So I'm like, hey, why not get the one that's even more difficult to get? But am I going to run across the world and try to track this watch down? No, I'm I'm indifferent to it. But, you know, I think that that's, uh, that's the other big thing, too. I I think a lot of the, the animosity towards the Moon Swatch in general has just been from people who have not had the opportunity to find one. Right, and the fact that it wasn't released online, I think. Yeah, I mean, just in general. I mean, I have no issues with it because, I mean, I've I've been able to be fortunate enough to find a few in different places that I've traveled and, 
And again, it's, you know, right place, right time. They're available. You just kind of got to make the conscious effort to go and check them out. Um, if you are traveling or in a city that has one, uh, cause they get shipments all the time. I mean, they, they're constant in some places like New York, Vegas, they get multiple shipments a day. It's just, you gotta be there when they pull them out and they want to sell them. That's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing, but uh, not everyone is in that situation where you can find yourself, you know, traveling to those places. So I completely understand. Um, but it still makes it a very desirable watch. It still makes it relatively exclusive in some aspects. And I think, you know, overall, you know, people were, were a little put off, you know, by the fact that it wasn't really much more incorporation of the moonshine gold. And also, I think there's a lot of stuff in comments that I read that people were like, well, I can't even get the other ones anyway, so why am I going to try to look at this one? And I'm like, ah, it's kind of just still salty. It's been like a year, and there's a lot of people who are still upset about it, especially because they didn't sell them online. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know I know Adrian from Bark and Jack was had a lot of things to say about it. And I mean, you know, he was I'm not so gonna lie. He bounced back and forth on it. He was so flip-floppy yeah, when the Moonswatch came out. He's like, this is stupid. And he's like, no, that's really cool. And then he's like, oh, I broke it because I knocked my pusher off. So it's stupid again. I'm like, make up your mind. You know what I mean? Like, how hard are you on your watch? You're like, you're breaking all this stuff, like all the time. You know, you, oh, I damaged my AR coating on my diver 300 meter. I'm like, well, were you wiping it with alcohol wipes to take 4K videos to remove all the dust? Yeah, you probably ate <laughs> away the coating. I mean, I, I mean, it's true. The rest of us are doing just fine, but this guy's taking 8K, 4K videos. Never happened to me. You know, it's probably because you're cleaning your watch too much to get the shot. You know what I mean? So, whatever. But long story short, and my my winded answer about all of this, I'm indifferent to it. I think if you're able to snag one and get one, it's cool to have it and say that you were able to get the specialty of the specialty. As we know, all Swatch watches, kind of as the years go on, they become much more desirable and collectible just because of what they are. Uh, and, and Swatch is always like a capsule moment. You know, you think about some of the most famous collaborations, like the Olympic versions of Swatch, the Keith Haring Swatches, the Mickey Mouse Swatches, like those are capsule moments. And when you know nothing about Swatch, the Moon Moon Swatch mission to, to Moonshine Gold seems out, out of place. But then if you think back to the actual swatch collectors like they'll tell you swatch releases a new collection every month every month yeah there's a new capsule collection that they launch okay whether it's vegeta from dragon ball z or mickey mouse or or whatever or some new collection like they're doing uh i think right now like famous art is, is being oh, incorporated that, yeah. into some of the dials and stuff like that like Every single month, this this brand comes out with new collections. So they always are trying to stay relevant and trying to stay fresh. If you're thinking about that, this mission to Moonshine makes sense. Because it is just a snapshot moment in time. They only produce so many, and it's gone. Right? And it made sense, given a tie-in to, to the last lunar cycle, full moon, whatever. But don't try to read too much into it. It's a money-making opportunity. The Swatch Group is a business. They're going to sell watches. People lined up and they bought those watches. So that's it. Well, I think as long as we're still making a spectacle out of who got the first one on the entire planet, I think that's going to keep happening. 
I mean, people also want what they can't get. Uh, you know isn't what I mean? That like, the truth. It's like I said, everyone was 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 throwing all the shade in the world in the comments and in the DMs, but I still saw hundreds of people. Yeah, your ass was in line though. Absolutely. I mean, even Adrian was like, I gotta go see what this is about. So he can live stream it. I'm like, come on, dude. Like you're saying this is a big old you know, big old issue, and yet you're you're commit you're 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 culpable for the issue. You know what I mean? You're playing into that as well. Yeah. Now you got me a little bit intrigued about these translucent case I'm, possibilities here. Now you got my I, gears. Moving. I know. I'm trying to find that. That uh, I haven't found it, but you, what, what you, where you got me going was because there, there's a group of the planets that are known as the ice giants. Okay. And so you got Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, and I mean, even if they just did those four in translucent cases. It would be a neat little like sub release. I mean, because you you can only do so much with the the planets. And I, it's funny. I, these are like the ridiculous things I think about when I'm like, you know, uh, dreading going to work, and I just have like the the hot water just beating down on me in the shower. I'm like, what was <laughs> yeah. it, what, I was like, what else do you do for a moon swatch? I'm like, maybe like mission of meteorite or something. Like I don't know. Like I just, I have no clue. But you know, as long as we're using crazy materials, who the hell knows? But um, yeah. But you got me I, thinking with these translucent dots. I'm like, hey, I was like, maybe, maybe they could do I mean, like an ice ice motif with a translucent look. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, I think with bioceramic, we're really just at the beginnings of the development of the technology. You know, it, it's it's uh, what they will be capable of doing. I'm sure in the near future or just in the short term is going to be impressive. And just if, if, if this is exactly what I think it is and all of these little swatches, these little samples of the different colors are, are actual viable in bioceramic. There are limitless options of what the teams could create. I've seen a lot of pink in here. There is a lot of pink in there. You know, you guys want to, Get that on some charity, do a little mission of memories or something. Let me know. Hit me up. Mission to memories. <laughs> oh my God. We just canceled ourselves. Oh. Mission to memories. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's probably a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you're gonna end this episode. I, I'm on gonna that? just leave that one mic drop. Oh no. Uh yeah, uh, Schmidt, unless you got anything else there, bud. No, go out and uh, go out and, and and track down your your Swatch KX, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, definitely definitely check that out because yeah, I'm, sure. I'm stoked to get it. You'll get my full my full two cents when when I do. Uh, until then, uh, we'll catch you next week on the Wrist Cheese Radio Podcast. Peace. Take care.